You are listening to the Progressio Health Podcast, episode 40. Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progression Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Uh, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about progesterone, uh, specifically some of the one of the common side effects of progesterone, which really is not as a side effect, uh, but something that we take for granted sometimes that we might fail to mention, but something that does come up from time to time. So in terms of progesterone, this is, um, you know, doing some progesterone hormone replacement. So not necessarily, you know, a cycling female where she's making her own progesterone, but with a lot of patients, even menopausal or premenopausal, we give um, women progesterone for various reasons. And we never, um, we were talking about it a little bit and I've had, you know, this scenario come up, but sometimes we forget to tell people that, you know, it can make you tired. Yeah, right. Well, like you said, for the uh, perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal, you actually give it to women uh, purposely because they can't sleep very well. They're having some insomnia issues, which we've discussed before. So you give it at night to help with that sleep process. Oral progesterone, which we'll get into the difference here in a minute, but oral progesterone and or progesterone capsule uh, has a very nice impact on GABA. GABA, which is an inhibitory neurotransmitter that is important in the sleep process. So it does help you sleep. Of course, we give the progesterone for other reasons too. And in particular, if a female has a uterus and you're giving them estrogen, you always have to take the progesterone. Like I've had some people, we, I have, they tell me, oh yeah, I stopped taking the progesterone and I just about like, you know, fly through the roof a little bit because you have to take the progesterone if you're taking estrogen for that uterus. But then like Dr. Mackey said, as a side note, because a lot of times when someone has low progesterone, then they actually don't sleep very well at night. So of course, it's kind of like an added bonus to give them progesterone at night. It helps them sleep, but it also helps them stay asleep because that is one, as we've talked about before, is having low progesterone will cause you to wake up in the middle of the night. So it helps them stay asleep, but sometimes we forget to, um, to completely mention that because we always sort of think of it as an extra bonus. Yeah, right. Or a woman doesn't, uh, you know, understand that specifically and they just, you know, casually take it in the morning and by 10 o'clock they're at work and they're finding themselves being a little drowsy. That's usually how it, how it uh, shows up. They, you know, we'll see a new patient, they start taking progesterone and they'll, they'll send an email within a week or two or, you know, within sometimes within seven days. Uh, and they'll say, you know, by the way, you know, uh, is the progesterone supposed to make you tired? I take it in the morning before work and I'm really struggling. Oh, yeah, obviously uh, we failed to mention that. Or, you know, it was just one of those little details that we, like I said, we take for granted. And then they change it. They move it to the evening and everything's fine. And, you know, there's uh, there's no problems after that. Yeah. So we, so we do, you know, we were talking about that. That's funny because years ago, I want to say probably maybe like seven years ago, I did get a a call from a, a patient who um, had her on hormones and, uh, you know, thyroid and, you know, the a uh, few different things. And she was 
called me in the morning and said, I don't feel well. I feel like I'm drunk. I feel like I had like, like wine, like I had, you know, one too many glasses of wine. And I was like, really? Because of course she's thinking, okay, maybe, you know, I'm having a stroke or I'm having a TIA or something cardiovascular because she's feeling all loopy. And then I said, did you take your progesterone this morning? Like what, 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 what did you take this morning? What happened? Did you take your hormones this morning? She goes, yeah, I took the progesterone. And I was like, oh yeah. That is that is like a classic symptom if you take your progesterone in the morning. And usually, you know, there's different doses, but the common dose is 100 milligrams um, per capsule because this is more, we're talking oral here. It will, it will make you feel kind of, in the morning, sometimes that's how people describe it. Like I feel a little like I had a glass of wine. <laughs> Yeah, right. Now, granted, no one is in, you know, you would, uh, you're not intoxicated. You're not, you're not impaired, uh, nothing like that. It's not, you know, it's not a a legitimate intoxicated feeling, but that calmness that comes that a little bit of, I would say maybe a sedating effect of the progesterone. That's exactly why, and almost intentionally why we give it to them at night. Uh, And that's why most of the time, like you said a few minutes ago, when a woman has a uterus, and because they're not sleeping, that's why you give the capsule version of the progesterone versus a cream. And that's a, you know, that's a whole separate podcast we could do. Capsule, progesterone capsule versus cream. There's lots of opinions about which which one that should be. And even we could even say a woman with a uterus and without a uterus, progesterone or no progesterone, uh, there's also controversy about that. Um, but you and I, you know, one of our rules, and not just our rule, but you never give a woman unopposed estrogen. Okay, you can give them progesterone by itself, which is what we're talking about, but you really shouldn't or can't go the other way. So the progesterone side does get a little complicated sometimes. And some women are more sensitive to the progesterone than others. Cause I have had women for some reason, you know, whether it's a pharmacy or what is it said on their bottle, take it in the morning and they were take it in the morning and they were fine. <laughs> and then I said, well, you know what, let's take it at night just cause you know, it is a little bit better to take it at night. And there's some females that I have that if they take their progesterone too late at night, like say, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night, they still feel tired the next morning. So there's a little bit of differentiation that we do based on the individuality of the patient is sometimes I'll even do a instant release progesterone because when you're compounding hormones, like we've always said, is you can do anything and everything that you want to with a compounding pharmacy. You can make anything. So sometimes I'll do a, a instant release progesterone because that way it's they don't feel it the next day because some people are so sensitive that, and I have some patients that want to take it earlier in the evening because of that feeling. Yeah. Now some of the grogginess the following morning, especially up to that point, if they hadn't been sleeping very well, and now they're finally getting some decent rest, that's why they'll be groggy for the first, you know, let's say three to seven days, three to 10 days. But then once they've kind of caught up on that sleep debt that they've accrued for the previous several months, sometimes several years, now that grogginess, you know, tends to go away. So as long as the grogginess doesn't perpetuate, right, their body's kind of acclimating to it. Hopefully, you know, at least we would expect that that grogginess should start to dissipate. Or like you said, they're just, the progesterone dose is specific to the individual. You know, some 100 milligrams is a good starting point, but for some women that might be too much. You might need to go down to 70 or 50 or 75 or 50. Some women need to go up. You might even need to go up to 150 or 200, depending on the situation. Yeah, there's so many different doses. And it is funny because I, you know, I have a lot, a lot of women, they like to, you know, maybe go out to dinner at night or go meet their friends or go dancing or something or, or maybe do a group meeting. And so they'll ask me, well, can I take my progesterone before I go? Because I might not be back till about 1130. And I'm like, no, 
No, don't do that. No. If you're going to go out to dinner or go, you know, dance or, you know, to your, you know, your dance class, uh, no, take, take it at 1130 and then I'll just switch it to an instant release. Because I do like the sustained release in terms of the progesterone. I think it helps raise up the GABA better. Because like Dr. Mackey was saying, when you take oral progesterone, it raises up a neurotransmitter GABA, which GABA is that, you know, it makes you feel good. It makes you relax. GABA reduces cortisol, which we all, we've talked at length very much about cortisol is we always want to reduce down cortisol, but GABA makes you feel good. So when you do the sustained release, you can sometimes, you know, have that effect for the next day where that mood is improved. Yeah, right. And that's another reason why we use for women of all ages, uh, menstruating women, and then of course, perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal, you can use progesterone. That's probably, I would say, probably the number one reason besides the sleep benefit is what we would call maybe mood stability, right? So it takes away some of that irritability, some of that frustration that women seem to develop as as time goes on. Life isn't really any any different, but now their their husband, I know that you get irritated with me sometimes, the way I chew, the way I breathe, the way I'm just in the room, uh, the way I do anything, and it's a little bit more irritating where progesterone kind of helps, not in a, no, not, yes, yes, in a pharmaceutical way, because it is a pharmaceutical, but not in a manipulating sort of way, like a anti-depressant or an anti-anxiety medication. It's actually, you know, we're replacing something when you take a progesterone capsule like that, replacing something your body's no longer making anymore. So that's one of the rare exceptions when it comes to hormone replacement, you know, for women, that's why it's okay to do it because the body's just not making it. And that's why it can have a dramatic impact on as we talked about on one of the last episodes about hormones and behavior, progesterone is one of those hormones that can have a dramatic impact on behavior like right away. Yeah. So that's why, that is why, you know, like I was mentioning, I have some females that are like, oh yeah, I take it in the morning and I'm fine, but I want you to take it at night because when you take it at night, it raises up that GABA. So the next day you do feel like your tolerance is better. You do feel like your patience is better. And we all know we have a lot of moving parts going on in our in our life, that sometimes it can get a little overwhelming, even though they're not bad moving parts, they're good moving parts, but it can get a little overwhelming. So anything that can help with just that tolerance or that patience is, is, Hey, I'll take it, you know, and and it's healthy and it's safe and there's no side effects and there's no contraindications. So, Hey, I'll, I'll take it. So definitely we always have people take it at night, but that's when we're talking about the oral, you know, the capsule like Dr. Mackey said, is we could go on and on and on about the differences between cream and oral. But I do find, and this is what I find, is that the oral capsule does help with relaxation and helping someone sleep and sleep all the way through the night. Now, the creams, I don't notice that quite as much, but I do have a few um, patients that are more sensitive um, and they do notice that the creams have that effect for them too. So I guess it really kind of boils down to, you know, who do you have in front of you? Who are you treating? And, you know, what's their personal health history background about them so you can find the right dose that fits for them? Yeah, right. Uh, And that's, you know, and that's, uh, kind of the essence, granted, what we're doing and what we're talking about, that's why we're talking about it for one, because it's not an exact science. There is a, you know, there's some science behind it. There's lots of science behind it as, as much as people, you know, maybe out there in the media tries to say that it's not, but there is a lot of science. There's a lot of observation. Science is really just nothing more than the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, an observational behavior. You're paying attention to what's going on and you're making adjustments a- along the way based on feedback, based on experience, based on uh, you know how people respond to an intervention. Uh, and that's why we learn these things over time. These things uh, that we're talking about, some of these subtle details 
you don't know that right off the bat. It's not, you know, there's no manual that says these things in there. You just have to learn that from experience. And every, every woman or every patient is just a little bit different. Everyone responds a little bit differently. So you have to know how to, you know, how to course correct as you're, you know, as you're helping someone along the path of, you know, feeling better, you know, uh, behaving better, you know, sleeping better, whatever it might be. There's lots of things that go into that. And this is just happens to be one of those details that, you know, does have uh, some tendencies from one patient to the next, but does have some ways that uh, that it can be a modified based on, uh, you know, based on a patient's response. But, you know, like, like Dr. Mackey said, you're not intoxicated when you take progesterone. So there are those few cases, like I said, people have taken it in the morning and they felt like they drank a glass of wine. And then there's those cases where people take it and they don't even notice anything. But most of the time, and this is just in, in my practice, is most of the females that I see really do have trouble sleeping. I mean, I have a few, a, a good handful that says they sleep great, and I'm almost jealous of them. And I'm like, well, because that's not usually the norm. So really, a, a great way to help somebody sleep at night is to take that progesterone. But sometimes we forget to really mention like, hey, take it at night because it's going to help you not only sleep, but it might make you a little tired. Yeah, right. Just one of those really simple little details that we just kind of, for, you know, maybe we don't really forget to mention it all that often. I mean, we usually say on the, like on a prescription bottle, they'll say, take one capsule at night before bed. Uh, we usually always um, try to stress that because this has come up in the past. We're giving it at night specifically, like we said, you know, we're not trying to beat a dead horse here, but that sleep correction because of our stressful, busy lives, because everyone has, like you said, lots going on, a lot of moving parts. In some ways, if you really think about it, yeah, we're giving the progesterone, you know, to balance female hormones, but really giving someone oral progesterone is really having an impact on their stress tolerance. It's having an impact on adrenal function because, you know, cortisol and progesterone, you know, as a chemical, as molecules, they are very similar in chemical structure. Uh, so the body will sacrifice the little bit of progesterone that a menopausal woman or a perimenopausal woman's making in order to make more uh, cortisol. Uh, that's what they call the pregnenolone steel. The body shunts it in a different direction. So by giving a woman progesterone, you're really increasing their stress tolerance. Uh, and that's you know one of those very kind of subjective feedback findings we get after the fact. A woman's been on it for a month. They've been on it for three months. They've been on it for six months. And they totally know the difference, notice the difference. That, you know what, now they can actually manage their lives again. It's not so overwhelming. Uh, just the fatigue in the morning or that tiredness in the morning can definitely happen. Usually it is uh, one of two things. One, it's temporary and only be last a short amount of time. Or um, the dose might be too high and it has to be reduced. Yeah, so like you're saying... Um you know, lower progesterone is a symptom of stress and we're all going to have stress in our lives. That's not going to go away. So it's not just for a, not just for a menopausal female. Sure. You're replacing the progesterone as hormone replacement in a menopausal female, but there's lots of menstruating females and yeah, sure. They might be making some progesterone, but they're not making enough because of the stress. And so you add that in and then they feel better. And then life, you know, it's kind of like that chicken and the egg is when you feel better, then you make different decisions and your relationships are different or you make different choices. Like, like even, even I, you know, I take progesterone at night, but I am a menstruating female in my mid forties, but I, you know, I take progesterone at night, but I take it in a certain way that, you know, like with menstruating females, we don't have them take the progesterone during their period. Cause sometimes that can keep the uterus from completely letting that entire lining of the uterus soft off. And that's not, you know, a good thing. So you kind of change it up there a little bit. Um, so it really depends. Like I said, it always comes back to depending on the individual and their personal history and their and their goals. But really, you know, progesterone, I think as a, as a hormone itself is probably one of the, the best hormones you can take. 
Yeah, right. And I don't know why conventionally it's not more popular because like you said, if there was one thing that we would use for a woman of any menstruating age or beyond, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, it would be progesterone because it has so many different applications and uses. And, you know, like we keep saying over and over, we all live stressful lives, whether we're in college, whether we have children, whether we're working a full-time job or all the above, uh, you know, we all have lots of things going on. And, you know, a lot of times the progesterone is the one that is the hormone that gets sacrificed. Uh, and of course, we mentioned earlier about the controversy between capsule versus cream. The other types of hormones, testosterone and estrogen, we don't really want those to be metabolized through the liver. But this is an exception where, you know, metabolizing, taking it orally, where you swallow it, that in pharmacology, they call it the first pass of the liver. Um, having it go through the, the liver and be metabolized that way is actually a benefit. That's where all the things that we're talking about, the sleep benefit, the mood changes, that all happens because we're taking it orally. That's why there's a difference or a preference between the two. And we choose this one versus a, a transdermal cream. And this one as an oral capsule is a bioidentical progesterone. It's just the same kind of progesterone that your own body would make. So that like like we said, it raises up that GABA, it reduces down that cortisol, it can make you tired. So that's completely different from somebody taking like a birth control pill. You know, they're taking these kind of tricyclic birth control pills. Some people take them in the morning, some people take them at night. That's a different kind of progesterone. Yeah. And that, that we should have probably mentioned that in the beginning, but that would have been a, honestly, that would have been a whole separate podcast because a lot of times those types of progesterones, right? They're not progesterone, they're progestins. Those are played off. Those are kind of categorized as being progesterone. And you and I, those are things that you and I would never prescribe for anybody um, because, you know, we don't think they're the right form. We don't think they have, there's there, they have a, uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a shady kind of safety record. They're not really um, great uh, chemicals to take. That's why the bioidentical is the only way to go when it comes to these kinds of situations. Of course, on a flip note, you know, the bioidentical is not going to prevent pregnancy for a menstruating female. So if you're Sometimes, you know, people take birth control pills because they're preventing pregnancy. And, and I have some patients that are on them, you know, because they're younger females. And, and I understand that. We work around it. We work on their liver to keep their liver processing better because, you know, they need to have that option. So, like, we could go on and on and on, yeah. on about that. But we definitely don't prescribe birth control pills to menopausal or perimenopausal females, for sure not. Yeah. There's obviously a lot better options than that that we've discussed on this one and a few other ones in the past as well. So... I think we've uh, I think we've covered the bases on progesterone even a little bit more than just making you tired. Um, but again, one of those subtle details that sometimes gets missed. So uh, anything else to add or we can uh, uh, bring this one to a close? No, nope, no, nope. this was great. Thank okay. you. Okay, until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at ProgressYourHealth.com.